0: To start this game. Jeremy Lablanci and John Moraski keying off on one another. Tom is just pounding away at Robinson. These, he said, Tom This is a guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Tom a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in the right back right, right. He's at that, He He's just floored. Stu Greisen. Oh my goodness! Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Greisen. He- this is one of the best we have seen in a long time. Ben Bush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. The sheer staggered by a big left hand by Wade Dillard. Chris Nyland on a penalty shot. Scores. Pugar down the wing. Bugar- Well so guys, five minutes deep, we're fighting! Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 68 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who drop the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. I apologize for my absence the past two weeks. I had a stomach bug that wouldn't let me keep any food down for a couple days, and then we got busy. We were uh, out out trying to purchase a Jeep, and we finally ended up finding one, so that was was a whole lot of fun doing that, but uh, really slacking in the podcast department, so I do apologize, but getting the wheels back going here... um, Towards the end of March, we are moving to North Carolina. So, probably towards the end of March, there might not be a podcast out for a week or two. So, I do apologize for that in advance, but um, nonetheless, we'll make it happen. Darren doesn't call me part time only for uh, for no reason, right? So, um, before we get going and I get to, uh, you know, Darren and Joe and those guys, I, of course, got to mention the Five Fight for Finding podcast is a proud member of Six Pack Coverage. Six Pack Coverage is a media group that covers many different things, ranging from sports, uh, fitness, Sports betting, uh, financial stuff, food and travel, and even covering colleges. And a lot of the colleges are represented now. Um, you know, University of Iowa, I've seen Illinois, Nebraska. Um, I think Chattanooga just got one, too. There's a whole bunch of different different universities signing up with 6 packs, so I'm looking forward to see what the future holds. And, uh, you know, I spoke with Andrew, and we're going to try to meet up because, uh, of course, they're based out of Nashville. And for those who don't know, I'm actually going to the stadium series game. I know, I know. An NHL game, I'm going to one. Um, I'm going to the stadium series game between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Nashville Predators this coming weekend. So uh, I really didn't want to delay doing the podcast anymore, and a good story came up today to cover, so just kind of works out that way. Um, but I encourage you to go check out sixpackcoverage.com. Uh coverage.com. They actually just released some new merch. So there's plenty of stuff you can go help support, support the podcast and support the boys over there. And you know, get the ball rolling for us. I know we're looking at sponsorships as we speak. So looking forward to see what the future holds with them. And can't wait to uh, hopefully meet with Andrew out in Nashville and grab a beer or two with you, bud. So looking forward to that. But Of course, I also got to mention my friends who are not part of the Six Pack Coverage Group. There's Darren over at the Hockey Podcast Network who runs the 4th Line Voice, the original Enforcer-based podcast who covers uh, a lot of different topics and tough guys. He's had plenty of guys on. He's actually just had on Doug Smith, the original, uh, the actual inspiration for the movie Goon, that was Doug the Hammer Smith, not Doug the Thug Glatt, and I, you know, I almost said, both, almost mixed them up, but the original Doug the Hammer Smith um, was, for those who don't know, the inspiration to the movie Goon, but chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you know exactly who that is, so uh, I don't think I need to go any further. I'm, I'm saving that, I'm actually saving that one, because it's just long enough to get me through the plane ride up to Nashville, so I was going to listen to it today in the truck, but I decided I'm going to hold off and let that be my listening pleasure on the way to Nashville. Maybe it'll just lull me to sleep, and hopefully the whole flight will go by in a blink of an eye. Um, but no, seriously, Darren does a great job. He's had on some great, tremendous uh, tremendous guests back in the day. Um, you know, he's in the same boat as me. It was almost hard for him to get interviews, and I'm in the same boat. It's a little hard to get interviews, so I apologize that this is another solo episode. Uh, one guy I know for sure will come on. But uh, his scheduling is very tight right now. He's actually coaching a hockey team, so it's tough to get him uh, on the podcast sometimes. So I know it's going to happen, though. It's going to be great, and looking forward to when I can get him on. But like I said, check out Darren's back catalog: John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, Joey Tedderenko, Josh Mazer, Dan Kopeck. The list goes on. Um, so please check out, excuse me, check out his channel. Uh, on YouTube as well, which also does a lot of hockey fights, uh, ranging from anywhere from the ECHL, AHL, Junior, uh, you know, Major Junior, Junior A, Junior B, plenty of different fights out there on his channel. Excuse me for one second. So, folks, got to take a swig here. Um, I've been doing nothing but drinking Gatorade because my stomach has still been a little bit iffy lately, so... Um, I've done nothing but, like, slam Gatorade in water the past few days. I suppose it didn't help that when I was tailgating the other day. Uh, drank enough bush light to kill a fucking horse probably, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. So, of course, the other podcast to mention is Joe Lizito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. You can tell by the name. Joe covers exclusively Islanders and forces and tough guys. And he also does some solo episodes covering various topics that happen. But for the most part, he is an Islanders based podcast. So you can get your fix over there for Islanders, tough guys. He's had plenty of guys on, uh, had like a six part saga with Trevor Gillies. That mean it's like the Epic. I, what was that? Damn. I can't remember what that, that fucking thing was called back in the day that we had to read in grade school shows how, so it was a good, I paid attention, but I remember it was like, you know, the, like six part novel or whatever the fuck it was. So, um, but he's got like a six part saga with Trevor Gillies. Uh, he's had plenty of guys on. Um uh, Carrie Clark, who is, of course, Wendell Clark's brother. Um, Mike McWilliam, Mick Fukoda. So great stuff over at Joe's podcast. So I encourage you to go check those two out. They always pump the tires on the podcast. Um, and that's, I'm trying to think, is that it? Yeah, that's it. I was gonna, I was gonna, about to plug my YouTube channel, but that's a, that's later for the end. So yeah, shows how good I've been away from this mic here for a little bit. Jesus Christ. Um, but the big topic today to actually cover is Sean Avery versus Matt Barnaby. Is that actually going to happen in the ECHL? Who knows? Um, so, you know, as of today, it was announced just this morning. Uh, what day is it? It is, I believe it's the twenty. Yeah, it's the 23rd. It's my wife's birthday. Can't forget that. I'll be in trouble if I forget that. Um, so it's uh, February 23rd. And... Today, it was just announced that Sean Avery has signed a contract with the Orlando Solar Bears of the East Coast Hockey League. Um, and, you know, that's interesting enough in its own because he's 41 years old. Let me, you know, I should have had these stats up beforehand, but I'll just pull them up now. It won't be that hard. Um, but Sean Avery hasn't played in quite some time. I want to say it was like the 20, 2010s at least. So... Last game he ever played was 2011. I was going to I was gonna say 2012. Well, I guess 2011-2012 two, season with the Connecticut Whale out in the AHL. Um, and, of course, Sean Avery is known as a pest and agitator. Uh, is he kind of an asshole? Yeah, personally, I think so. But I also like his play because he, he is an asshole, and I, I enjoyed those pests and agitators. I think they bring great parity to the game. Um, but if that news about Sean Avery isn't big enough – for those who are on social media with Twitter, Instagram, maybe maybe it's on Facebook, but I think more I think more of it was definitely on Twitter, um, which if you have a Twitter I I'm sorry and I ask why, but I you know I of course we have it for the podcast and everything else, but Twitter's just a cesspool for nonsense. But for whatever reason, I forget how it started, but I do re- I definitely remember this going down was Sean Avery and Matthew Barnaby had some beef going on on Twitter. I I can't for the life of me remember what it was over, but you know, basically they were going back and forth saying I, I think Barnaby wanted to get in the boxing ring with Avery at one point and they were they had back and forth on Twitter, so uh absolutely nuts. And so once Sean Avery it was it was there was some rumblings last night that the the contract was gonna be signed by Sean Avery and, you know, he might be signing with the Orlando Solar Bears. I think he came out on his Instagram story and said that Uh, you know, he is down in Orlando skating with the team or whatever. And then sure enough, this morning is when he signed the actual contract. So, um, last night, I believe it was Matt Barnaby came out. Lovely antivirus protection. Thank you. Um, maybe if I stopped watching so much porn, that wouldn't happen. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Of course. So where am I? Uh, (laughs) no, but so Matt Barnaby came out and basically said, wherever Avery signs, he wants to sign in that same division, so obviously he wants to play Sean Avery because this this dates back to their their Twitter beef. Um, I'm trying to pull up the tweet here. So and he's been going on a little bit. So this was 17 hours ago. He says, "If Avery signs in Orlando, I will sign with anyone in that division. You can play me as much as Torch did." So obviously Barnaby wants to be there for one reason and one reason only. He posted on Facebook him on the uh, on the bicycle. Uh, you know, warming up or whatever. He posted here on Twitter. I know, you know, for those listening, you probably can't see. It. I'll just pull up the thing. He said, "haven't haven't pulled these out in a while or whatever." And it was uh his old his old shoulder pads. So, and I mean, these things are old. They were oh, they're the old Vaughns, is what they are. That's that's great. Um, so you know, it's just. I mean, I, it looks like Barnaby legitimately wants to do it. So, um, and then. After I had made I had made a couple tweets this morning saying like this is insane I can't believe this is going to happen blah blah blah, I ended up getting a call from a player who I had on the show and he's close with a team in the ECHL and let me remind you so the South Division with the Solar Bears consists of the Solar Bears Everblades Admirals, um, the Gladiators Swamp Rabbits and the Icemen and so that's uh, it's, you know Orlando Florida Norfolk Jacksonville Greenville and Atlanta. Um, so there's six teams in that division. That's the South division for the East coast league. So there's five other teams he could potentially go. And he had a back and forth with the Florida Everblades, basically saying, you know, um, can I get a, can I get there tonight or whatever? So who knows? Maybe he'll be here tonight. I don't know. My wife and I are going to the game. That's that's my beautiful birthday present I got for, you know, Real nice, Clark. Uh, no, we already had it like we already had it labeled down in our season ticket package that we were going. So uh, she was kind of stuck going to the Everblades game for her birthday. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Um, but no, so he had a back and forth with the Everblades, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is insane!" So I basically posted like you know the year twenty twenty two on hockey Twitter, who had Barnaby versus Avery duking it out in the ECHL on their bingo card. Um, and so I had been tweeting it a little bit. And I got a call from a former player who I had on the show, and it is apparently close with management um, for one of the teams. I'm not going to say who. He didn't want me to name him, and I'm not trying to play all secret squirrel here. And I'm going to get into this here in a second, um, but basically told me that yeah, it's it's kind of legit. You know, these uh, there's a team you know reaching out to him right now. And, you know, I asked him a little bit earlier after time had passed if he's heard anything. He said no, but he'll be the first to tell me. So um, we'll see what happens. But it is a team in the South Division. Uh, what team it is, I'm not going to say. Because obviously if it doesn't happen, then I don't want to be the dude who just sat there and, oh, he's going to go, you know, here. And next thing you know, he doesn't end up going there, even signing at all for that matter. Um, so basically I made the post after that stating, um, let me see here. Got yeah, real professional I am. So I was in a group chat that we're going to like the, uh, you know, the stadium series. So I'm in a group chat with a bunch of of folks and then my wife's group chat with our family, you know, saying happy birthday. So phone's been blown up. It's real fun. I can't stand group chats. Um, So basically I made a post saying, you know, breaking with a bunch of red lights, uh, you know, like the little fucking emojis or whatever. um, From a very reliable source, the guy who I had on the podcast gave me a shout after that and said, you know, I saw the tweets. Here's what I know. Um, said Matt Barnaby is currently in talks with a team in the ECHL South division. This is the same division. The solar bears are in who just signed Sean Avery to a contract. This is not a drill. So nowhere in there did I want to point this out because I've had a couple people ask me and people just being fucking idiots about it. Nowhere in there did I say he's definitely signing with a team. Uh, you know, I know this for sure. I just said a very reliable source. He's in talks with a team in the South Division. That's all I said. That's all I was told. I wasn't told anything. He's for sure signing in in the division. He's for sure signing with a team. Because I had somebody say, you know, oh, well, where's your source? And I said, you know, it's a a, a former player who's close with management up there uh, at said team. And, you know, they called me and told me he's a former player or he's a former podcast guest and former player who I've had on the show. Oh well, if you can't name him, then it can't be true. Oh, so if I if I fucking name him, all of a sudden it's legit now, just because he told me that he's he's in talks with the team. Again, he didn't say he's signing there at all. That's not what he said. He said he's in talks with the team, and he may end up go there or may may end up going there. So it's not a hundred percent. So just because I didn't name name the fucking player who told me, all of a sudden it's not legit anymore. Which Barnaby himself, of course, came out with a tweet and said he would like to sign with the team, as I pointed out before. Um, and I want to reiterate this because I had somebody else say it as well. You know, So he said, if Avery signs in Orlando, I will sign with anyone in that division. You can play me as much as Torres. He said, I will sign with somebody in that division. I can almost guarantee he probably wasn't in talks with uh, you know teams at that point until Avery signs. Because, of course, as he said, if Avery signs in Orlando. And, oh, you're not breaking any news here. Barnaby said he was gonna sign. Okay, well he could say he's gonna sign, but does anybody really want to play a fifty year old fucking ex pro hockey player in the East Coast League? Does anybody want to sign that? It's not a hundred percent. I'm just telling you that he's in talks with the team. I, I I wasn't saying, you know, Barnaby out of the blue is is talking, you know, with the team. Obviously everybody knew what was happening leading up to it. So no, dumbass, I understand that I wasn't breaking ground saying Barnaby was doing it. I was saying he's actually in talks of the team because nowhere out there was there any other source that he was in talks of the team. The only other thing was the back and forth he had with the Florida Everblades on Twitter. So it's funny how, I don't know how the fuck people could be insiders. I would get so pissed off doing this shit. And I'm not saying I'm an ECHL insider, but that's what I laugh at with the dude. Oh, what's your source? Oh, yeah, it's Bob McKenzie. Yeah, I got Bob McKenzie on the other fucking line telling me about this. Like, seriously, dude, it's the fucking East Coast League. And it's uh, assigning a fifty-year-old ex-player. What do you want me to say? Sorry, I can't name the player because he might, you know, he doesn't want it to leak out in case it doesn't happen. That's exactly why. Not because I'm trying to break ground here, mind you. This was all in the Enforcer Appreciation Group. This wasn't in like you know public on Twitter. Well, I, I posted on Twitter, but it wasn't like you know anywhere exclusive, saying like exclusive breaking fucking news for the East Coast League or anything. No, this was literally the Enforcer Appreciation page. They said, well, yeah, well, you know, it can't be legit if you don't name him. Oh, because I got so much to prove sitting here trying to fucking break a story about Barnaby. One, I'm not a journalist. Two, I'm not an insider. I'm just telling you what I fucking heard because it has to do with fighting in the fight world. So anything on that, I report. I use that very fucking loosely here. I report on it because that's what I like to see in the hockey world. I like the fighting. I like the tough guys. As you know, with this podcast, if you're listening, that big fucking Taiwanese neon fucking massage parlor sign in the background, Five for Fighting podcast, is exactly what it sounds like. It's based around fighting. So obviously, I'm going to, you know, report again, very loosely. You can see me in the video with my air quotes here. Uh, report on anything that has to do with fighting. So I'm not trying to break new ground and get the inside scoop. So let's fucking calm down, Chief. Um, you could fucking couldn't have been a bigger asshole about it. All I was saying was this is what I fucking heard, and that's what I know. And so who knows, does a, does Barnaby end up signing to go play a couple games against Avery? Eh, maybe he was in, like I said, he's in talks. If he goes, it's not going to be like, he's going to be a, a member there for the remainder of the season. It's a complete cash grab, which I'll get to that in a second. Um, but it's, I, I don't know why people took it so like so much to heart about it. I said, like, again, I, I'd never said he was signing anywhere definitively. It was all talks. Uh, f- with a team for all I know, he could be in talks of multiple teams. I don't know. He could be in talks at the Everblades. I'd fucking love for him to be in talks at the Everblades, but I don't know. All I know is the one team that was told to me. So what, if it happens or not, I guess we'll find out here in the coming days, but, um, let's see when the last time Barnaby played was, um, which I know it's been a minute. So Avery was 41 years old, Matt Barnaby. Let me pull up the DV here fucking hey Barnaby okay so he's 48 years old his last playing day was with the Dallas Stars in 06-07. so i mean it's been a minute since they both played obviously barnaby being a little bit older he's uh you know 8 years older than or what 7 years? what did i say was he 48 or 49 whatever 7 or 8 years older than than Avery but there you know it's a it's a big beef going on so who knows it might actually happen if it does i think it's so i think it's a great thing and it's, i think it's a bad thing at the same time so and this is the next part I was going to kind of talk about with it as a fight, the fight fan in me, the fight nerd who loves the animosity and the, you know, the parody that's in the game of hockey. And especially with the minor leagues, kind of a cast grab type shit. It's fucking great for the game. And I love it. I would love to see it. But at the same time, I get the the, the, the other side of it, which I'll get to in a second. So basically... um. With Avery signing, is it, Avery I can see playing playing around a little bit more than Barnaby would. Uh, like I said, Barnaby would probably stick around for a couple games. And I know Avery going to be more so like a mentor probably and uh, you know play a little bit, I'm sure. But it's not like he's going to be on the – I don't think he's going to be playing first-line minutes or anything like that. Um, so with both of them playing, it's going to put asses in the seats. And that's exactly what you want in minor pro hockey. You want people in the seats. These arenas aren't – you know, fifteen, twenty thousand 20,000 people arenas. Estero, uh, or excuse me, Hertz Arena down here in Estero fits, I think, just over 7,000. So let's say Barnaby fits in, or excuse me, Barnaby gets signed, and you're able to fit in six, 7,000 people. I mean, that's fucking money in the bank for the Everblades. I want to say they, they draw an average of like 3,500 to probably 4,000 people. Uh, I remember even when Trevor Daly signed. Trevor Daly, former Pittsburgh Penguin defenseman. I mean, let me t- I will tell you this, too. Fuck. It looked like you didn't even miss a beat. You could tell Trevor Daly was fucking good. He, he filled in for the Everblades, I think, two games is all he played. Um, it was when they were really hit by COVID, and they just needed a quick spot to fill. So Trevor Daly came in and helped out for two games. And like I said, let me tell you, that motherfucker could play. Trevor Daly looked awesome. Uh, not a fighter or anything like that, but just his pure playing ability. He looked phenomenal. So it was cool to see that, and that put asses in seats alone, too. That got a lot of buzz on on Twitter around the blades and that, that put a lot of people in the seats um, as games were packed. Now that was just for an NHL defenseman. Could you imagine putting in Sean Avery and Matthew Barnaby together? Two of the biggest pests to ever play in the NHL. I'm, I might put them up. there as the two biggest pests of all time. Honestly, if you really, if you really think about it, um, you know, you got the rats like, like, uh, you know, cook, Wilson, uh, Samuelson, guys like that. But, I mean, dudes who are just pests and just don't shut the fuck up and keep getting under your skin. I mean, Barnaby laughs during fights, almost like John Marasty. Uh, I think it was – who was it versus – was it, was it Doig that he fought? Where he's, he was, I think Barnaby was on the Rangers. You can see him. He's laughing against Doig, and it was just, just phenomenal. So you get these two who are the biggest assholes in hockey. You put them in the same arena. You bet your ass that's going to put – people in the seats. I mean, I'd be almost shocked if wherever they I said this in one of the groups too. I said wherever they play, it doesn't matter if it's Florida, Atlanta, uh Greenville, whatever, it doesn't matter. There will be a shit ton of people at that game and that's great for the league. That's great for the teams because it's minor pro hockey. You're not making uh, a crazy amount of money every night, you know, even the concession, they are still overpriced, but you know, the lightning games concessions are, and you're, you're like, we're talking the lightning games had, I want to say Emily fit 15,000 people. I could be wrong, Um, but a tall boy of beer. So a tall boy, I think it was like the, the 24 ounce or whatever. Fucking hey that thing, that thing cost 16 bucks. Not even kidding. $16 for one beer. Yeah, it's a tall boy, but then you go to the, you go to the Everglades. It's still overpriced, but a 16 ounce draft beer is eight bucks. So it's like, you know, half the price. Um, and you get all these people in there. They, they got to make money for, for the, the minor pro teams. That's why minor pros always do these gimmicky jerseys and shit because they go to auction. They make money for the team. Um, for those who saw me post about the it was the fan club jersey I bought my wife, it was Joe Pendenza's, uh, those, that, that money, I believe, went straight to the team. It was from the fan club, um, and that was because they need to make money. They're a minor pro team. They don't have the funds like NHL teams do. So this would be great in the fact that it would actually bring in revenue, bring in people, and bring in parity. I mean, everybody's already talking about Sean Avery, let alone if Barnaby signed with any team, regardless of who it is. Any team, holy shit. This has already gotten more coverage anywhere than um, any NHL game that I know of. Besides maybe the Rangers and Capitals game um, that happened at the very beginning of the season. That was the rematch that was supposed to be, you know, fight night. It was, I think it was MSG or whatever. It was it Verizon Center? I don't know. Fight night at whatever arena. It was, you know, fight night at the Joe 2.0. And it fuck all happened. Now, again, that's the other thing, too. I With this, it's a little bit different, though, because I, I really do think that they would fight. Uh, cuz i don't think if barnaby gets signed he's there for one reason and one reason only he ain't there to play patty cake and run the power play he's uh i do think he will go out there and if avery says no to dropping the gloves i don't think barnaby's going to give a shit cuz that's just the player he was um so in that aspect it's going to get a lot of coverage it, it it really is and you know if he signs in florida fuck i'll be right i i hope he signs in florida i will be there fucking camera ready at all times for uh, Barnaby versus Avery, because they actually play the Solar Bears tonight, but I think Avery's on reserve. Um, I have to look at the schedule, but I think the two teams that play Orlando the most are Atlanta and Greenville. So if, if he does sign anywhere, I would think it would be those two teams, but I don't know. Um, again, the only team I've heard of, is all just talks. It's never a definitive, yeah, we're signing them. So yeah. Um, that's all I know, but I think it would be those two teams because I think they play Orlando the most. And obviously Barnaby's there for one reason. He like, again, he ain't there to run the power play. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so that's the part that I get. It's good. It draws parity. It draws attention to the league. It gets asses and seats. It gets money to the teams, to the league. Um, that part is good. Now, as uh, again, as much as I want to say, it's all sunshines and rainbows and the fight fan in me absolutely loves this shit. And I do, I really do. Um, <clears throat> also, it is kind of shitty. It is a bit of a a circus, you know, a circus show. It's, it's. let's be honest, the circus is coming to town when it's Barnaby and Avery. Um, so it's, it's a greasy cash grab is the way to describe it. And at the same time, you got to remember too, the ECHL at the end of the day, while it is minor pro hockey, it is still a uh, developmental league for the NHL. It goes, you know, ECHL, AHL, NHL. So it's still a develop uh, development league for, uh, you know, draft picks and, and prospects. Um, So at the same time, you're taking away two roster spots, one for Avery, but I, I, if I had to guess, he'd only play maybe home games. I don't know, but I don't see Avery playing every game right now anyways. So who knows? But... It does take away a roster spot for Orlando. Now, the Barnaby one isn't as bad. Now, if they, like, for whatever reason, they kept Barnaby on the roster for fucking, you know, 10 games, then, yeah, that's that's kind of fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Um, Barnaby would be there for one game, one game only, uh, and it's whenever they play Orlando and Avery's in town. So, at the same time, you're taking away two roster spots for guys who are trying to develop, for teams who are trying to develop them. So, I do get that. Believe me, I, I it's not lost upon me that they might be... Um, you know, taking away the chance for some rookie. Now, it's not like they're a permanent, permanent stay. So, again, I think the Barnaby situation is a little less worse than the Avery one because Avery's definitely taking away a spot for a rookie. Now, don't get me wrong. If Avery comes in, wheels and fucking deals and gets it going for Orlando and they somehow get a championship, was it a bad move? Probably not. Um, but, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that noise? You can't tell in the video. I got my trusty sidekick Ranger there in the background. What are you doing, buddy? As he shakes all over the place. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what the hell was that noise? Um, sorry, I don't even know if the mic picked that up, but folks in the video definitely saw it. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. But, you know, if Barnaby is there for just one, two games, and I don't see a problem with it. Is it a circus, uh, you know, circus act from the ECHL or whatever team? Yes. I mean, let's be honest. Let's call it like it is. 100% it is. But. At the same time, it's fucking minor pro hockey. Nobody's why watch- I know the ECHL is developmental league, but I've always said nobody is watching the ECHL to see the next Ovechkin and the next Crosby. It's just how it is. It's minor pro hockey. I'm sorry. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Like I said, I hope it happens. I hope it doesn't stick around too long to where, like I said, Barnaby's taking up a roster spot for five, ten games. Because I know I, if I was a rookie and my my spot was lost to Barnaby, a fifty year old Barnaby, uh, for a cash grab, I'd be pretty pissed. But at the same time, if it's one game, I don't th- I don't see the harm in it. Or if it's one or two games, just to go out there and fight Avery, I don't see the harm in it. Do they actually fight? I don't know. Like I said, if they actually play each other, I think they will. Um, Or Barnaby just jumps them. So who knows? Only time will tell. We'll see if Barnaby actually signs anywhere. Again, the post I made was not a definitive Barnaby signing with a team. So I want to reiterate that for folks out there. Um, Barnaby is is not 100% signing with a team. I just know he was in talks with one for sure, was talking with the owners, talking with the, uh, the head coach there and the GM. So I don't know if he's actually going to sign there or not. We will find out in the coming days, but um, that's all I really have on that topic of Avery and Barnaby. That was the kind of the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, we'll see what happens tonight if Orlando and Florida drop the gloves at all. Florida is actually on a on a cold streak as far as fighting goes. Tonight will mark the ninth game in a row without a fight, and I know Kyle Newber has been trying his fucking ass off every game to try to fight somebody, and he's just, just nobody will, nobody will go him. Uh, Travis Howe is not with Jacksonville anymore. Orlando is kind of a soft team. They lost Ian Parker. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Uber Uber, Uber has done everything besides pull the other guy's gloves off, um, especially Oleski and Orlando. I know he's really tried to. Um, and we'll see what happens. I don't know. Hopefully hopefully there's a fight. I mean, damn it. Like I said, it's, it's been a dry spell for a bit. And I know Florida just signed another guy. Um, what was his name? Gally? Gally? Out of, out of Junior, who seems to be a pretty pretty big agitator. So, we'll see how that goes. Agitator for today's standards, of course. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, but I think that will about wrap up this episode. I did have one more. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of the topic. I had to peep my phone real quick. Um, so, basically, what I was going to ask for folks is, what do you want to see in the off-season for my YouTube channel? So, my YouTube channel, as you know, is 5 for Fighting Podcast. The episodes I have recorded here are uploaded to Six Pack Coverage but my actual YouTube channel is based all around fighting. That's where a lot of people actually, my, the, the, uh, Pierre, Luc LeBlanc fucking fight video was actually featured on a bar stool article. And I noticed my fight videos are actually featured in a lot of places lately, which is pretty, pretty fucking cool. So I was going to ask and see what, what you want to do with the channel in the off season. What, what do folks want me to do? I've gotten a couple of requests for player interviews, which I, I do have a couple in the works. Um, Hopefully, I can get some players. For current players, I can tell you right now, it's going to be easier to do in the off season. It just is. Uh, I got lucky interviewing Nico Blatchman. Um, he, I think it was a couple days before a game, and they had a good gap between the season just started and their schedule was not packed. So, I, I got really lucky being able to interview him off the rip there. But interviewing any current players, believe me, I'm going to reach out to a lot in the off season here. Uh, because so far I've loved the ECHL minus the 10 fight rule. I think that's ridiculous, but um, I think I've gone over that plenty of times in episodes, so I don't see myself needing to go over that again. So uh, I do plan on getting plenty of former and current tough guys on. We'll see how it goes, but that's all going to be in the offseason. I also saw folks recommend or want to see past fight uh, clips. Now, I will say this. The only fights I will be able to get as far as past ECHL um, – is the old uh what year was it was it what year are we in 22. so it would be the 2021 season um I was gonna say like the, the the old footage as if it's you know that old no so all the stuff from from last season is what i'll be able to get on here um it's because you know that's I I, I am able to to clip everything off of flow sports and and you know i'm hopefully the echl isn't listening and if they are well then i mean whatever I, i've been told it's funny because it was like oh you're on the echl's radar because they took down the taylor crunk ko video um and i got a strike on my channel for it so that was fun if i get two more then the channel gets shut down it's funny you see what gets rich re- i i oh this was the other topic i was going to go into like last week before i ended up getting on you know the fucking sick bug um Maybe oh, whatever. We're going on 30 minutes. I'll, I'll go into it a little bit. So basically it's like I don't know why YouTube what what constitutes them to um flag a video for violence and blah blah blah. And oh now you gotta be 18 or older to view this video and there's an age restriction put on my videos uh after Does, does a certain person have to report that? I don't know. But why is it that a smaller channel so You know, channels like myself, you got fourth line voice, a couple others out there who aren't on the podcast. But of course, I've watched the channels for years now. Uh, Slave in Heaven, PJ Stock 20, those channels like that. Why? Why do we get flagged for all this bullshit? But somehow, someway, hockeyfights.com, who post all the fucking NHL fights for thousands and thousands of people to see. I have like 500. I, I think we're just about to hit 600 subscribers. And my shit gets flagged, but no, the shit for the masses and Sportsnet posting it in gens ninety five, which that's no slight to these people. That's fine; they post whatever they want. That's great. That's the point. But why the fuck is our shit getting flagged? And our channels are getting shut down. Steve from when Probert was king, when Probert was king on YouTube, it was a phenomenal channel, and Steve does great work, and he's one of the most dedicated hockey fight tape traders, hockey fight enthusiasts, hockey fight historians, whatever you want to call him. One of the most dedicated guys in the hobby, and his channel got shut down, and YouTube never gave him an answer, no rhyme or reason as to why it got shut down. They just shut him down. He wasn't allowed to dispute it. Why does that get shut down, but hockey hockeyfights dot com can somehow maintain their channel? I don't get it. And again, I don't. Uh, hockey, that's great. Hockey fights keep your channel. That's awesome. But why Why did the little guys, why does YouTube punish the little guys? I don't get it, so we'll see what happens. Who knows? My channel might end up getting shut down before uh, you know next season. Then we'll just have to make 5 for Fighting 2.0. I'll always come back, baby. It's always going to be a thing. It's just how it goes. But uh, it's going to be annoying to have to go back. I did I did go back and upload all the, all the stuff from the Everblades last year. Um, not all the stuff, but from the main guys. I uploaded the AtWall. Uh, who was it? Cody soul and Kyle Newber. So I uploaded all three of those guys, all as much of their fights as I could from last season. I have those up on the channel. And so, like I said, I saw people want compilations. And actually, that was one thing I thought about was doing like a, you know, ECHL fights, of like best fights of the 21, 22 season. Um, I think that would be a really solid one. So we'll see what happens. Um, I, got, I have to really brush up on my video editing skills. I don't think I've edited a video since, like, computer class back in, like, eighth grade. So we'll see how that goes. All I know how to do is, like, for, for the YouTube one is, like, cut a little bit out of it, and that's it. So I'll have to figure out, like, a video editing software and uh, do all that fun stuff with it. Got to decide if I want music in it. If I don't want music in it, I know there's a bunch of copyright bullshit that goes on with it. So even some fight, which is funny, you know, sorry to bore everybody with my fight talk, but. Or my YouTube fight talk. Even some fight videos get flagged for copyright because of the music that's playing in the background, which is kind of funny. So, um, I don't know. You can't really dispute it because I think it's still part of their... I'll have to try maybe one time. Typically, you can try and see if YouTube will unflag your video. I tried to plead my case for one video that got flagged. I said... Why is there no age restriction on Sportsnet hockey fights and all these other channels? Yeah, I still got I still got the fucking the age restriction on it, so makes no sense. I don't get where hockey fight or where hockey fights. I don't get where YouTube gets their their ban hammer from or where they go about it. So, Um, I just don't understand why these little guys get punished for it. But, Um, anyways, guys, I've gone on for thirty minutes here, so we'll see what happens with again with the the barnaby and Avery saga. Um, again. If it happens for one game, I think it's great. If it carries on, I think it's a bit of a fucking circus. But uh, it's minor pro hockey. Who gives a shit at the end of the day, right? Um, I just just hope it doesn't take roster spots away from uh, young guns trying to develop and get in the league. Because, yeah, it's a little bit greasy. Especially for not just like an NHL guy. I mean, 41 and 48 years old. It's getting up there, man. Yeah. for at least for pro hockey it's really not that old but for pro hockey terms it is so um if you want to follow the podcast uh check it out it's on Instagram Facebook Twitter to search 5 for fighting pod or 5 for fighting podcast it'll pull right up if you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel I post all the ECHL fights I know people were saying the ECHL is on to me Excuse me the ECHL might be on to me believe me folks I'm 99.9% sure the ECHL knows about it I know the ECHL had a big thing about posting their fights um a season or two back, so if they don't know about my channel, I don't know what does because uh, the Suban and Panetta fights got like 120,000 views. The um, the Crunk video had a shit ton of views too. That got up there, I think it was running on like 20,000. And then I, I have to see how many the Blatchman and how fucking shenanigans the pregame stuff has, but. Believe me, folks, there's no way the ECHL doesn't know about my channel. Um, If they don't, then they need to uh, rethink their social media awareness because um, there's zero chance that they don't know about my channel. Uh, They're probably – I'm probably, you know, enemy number one. Or, you know, maybe they like it. So who knows? Maybe they finally changed their mind. But – Again, you can check out the podcast uh, YouTube channel with all the ECHL fights. Just search Five for Fighting Podcast. It'll pull up. And don't forget to check out all the merch over at sixpackcoverage.com. Until next time, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. And I hope you have a great day. And stay tuned and keep on the lookout for the Avery and Barnaby saga. Have a good one, guys.